Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network. AfterBuzz TV, over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! the brand new after show for the Netflix series created by Tina Fey and Robert Carlock called The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I'm your host Kylie Hodges. I think I already said that. I'm just really excited to be here. <laughs> Who are my beautiful co-hosts sitting to my left? I am guest hosting tonight and my name is Danica Kennedy. And hey y'all, my name is Hannah Pritchard and you can tweet at me at the Hotshot Dude. Welcome Hannah and Danica. And hey. if you guys haven't already, subscribe to us on YouTube. You can also find us on iTunes, SoundCloud. You can chat in the chat roll on YouTube if you want to talk smack about us or agree with us. <laughs> Whatever you have to say, chat in the chat roll. Uh, I, the minute I heard that Tina Fey was coming out with a Netflix show, I think I peed my pants a little bit. How about you girls? Well, especially with <laughs> Ellie Kemper. I love yeah. Ellie Kemper, and I'm stoked to see her have her own mm-hmm. show as the lead. I think she's hilarious in everything that she does. How about you, Danica? I love Jane, or uh, what's her name? Jane Krakowski. Yeah. Her last name always messes me up. But when I heard about Jane Krakowski and Tina Fey, mm-hmm. I was like, yes, this is going to fill my 30 Rock void that has <laughs> been needed to be filled. And there's not that many great comedies right now. And I have hope for this one. I really like it. Absolutely. I was just thinking a few months ago, like, where's Tina been? Just besides hosting award shows with Amy, what's yeah, she right? been up to? When's she going to give something new? And and like you said, I was waiting for someone to fill that 30 Rock void. Which I, I never watched 30 Rock. So really? This is like a, I've never watched, I guess, a Tina Fey show, only obviously like movies and stuff like that. I'm a fan of hers. I just like never yeah. got into 30 Rock, and it was too late once I wanted to be into it. So stoked to watch this one from the beginning to the end. That's really interesting because I feel like this show's audience, the automatic guaranteed audience was 30 Rock fans. Well, yeah. And it seems like everybody in the cast is straight from 30 Rock or appeared on it. Yeah. So now I feel really behind. Well, would you consider watching 30 Rock now that you've seen the show? Absolutely. 30 Rock is awesome. It's one of my favorite comedy shows ever. I I totally agree with you. And there's so many 30 Rock isms in that I've I feel carry over into the show that I'm like totally okay with. Like the music. The trumpety kind of music. You know, the fact that New York is kind of its own character. Um this this the really solid one liners are so Tina Fey. And gonna, you all, can hear her voice through the whole thing. Yeah, and in fact all of my notes <laughs> that I thought were good notes are actually just really great one liners that I loved. But now that I'm looking at this I'm like I don't I don't know what that means. <laughs> I just thought it was great. They wrote it down. 
But yeah, I'm I'm so happy that Tina Fey is back and and producing a show. It'd be cool to see her on on the show. Maybe she'll make like a cameo or something. I but. would love that. I hope she writes herself in. Oh, that'd just be does a little drop in here and there. But she's such a talented writer. She's so quick witted and. I don't think any other writer in comedy right now is as quick as she is. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the times the person will be funny and the filming's great, but the writing isn't always strong. And I don't know if you guys are watching Saturday Night Live right now. Mm-hmm. I love Saturday Night Live. I've been watching it since Tina and Amy were on it. And yeah. I feel like it's the talents there and like Chris Hemsworth this week was great, but it's like the writing is so important and mm-hmm. They need Tina back, in my opinion, yeah. for that show. Well, SNL is a whole nother can of worms, but I can't agree yeah. with you. Tina, Tina's a one-of-kind, and I'm obsessed with her book, Bossy Pants. I've read it uh, too many times. <laughs> she just read another book. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm a big Tina Fey fan. So, uh, I say let's let's recap the show, huh? Absolutely. The first episode, I don't even know if I said it, guys. This intro was real sloppy. Uh, it's called <laughs> Kimmy Goes Outside. So, I think that can... Let everybody know. If you haven't watched the episode, why are you watching this after show? But I think that gives away what the first episode was about. Kimmy makes it outside. She was in a cult (laughs) in Durnsville, Indiana for 15 years with four other women. I don't know how they didn't hate each other more. Um, right. right? Like, I feel like they actually got along fairly well. It looks like a small space, too, probably about the size of this room. So it could have like, been maybe, like, two Cindy's by yep. a Gretchen. Yep. <laughs> Call back. Got it. Good her, job. Her Dana was like, wait. I'm like, that, that went over my head. When she, her new room in New York, she was oh. like, oh my god, this is two Cindy's by a Gretchen. <laughs> See, that was a note I took. That's probably the only reason why. Good job. I remember See? that. It paid off. Callback. I'm making a callback. <laughs> I thought it was strange that they came out kind of like Amish women. Like, they were in these gowns, <laughs> so these, like, true. weird dresses. Yeah. And I'm like, you've been in there since eighth grade. One <laughs> of the girls has braces on still, and she's an adult. And they come out in these, like, Amish-fitted outfits. And I was like, wait, were they, like, in a time machine or something? Nope. <laughs> and I love how when they went on the TV show... They're like, we don't really like that name, Mole Women, because they're known as the Mole Women. Right. Which is Matt understandable. Lauer just cuts her off. Yep. I love that he was in it, too. Yeah, Not it was great. <laughs> I feel like Tina's really good at always poking fun at the people she works for without going too far <laughs> as to making that stop. Because she was ripping on NBC all the time on 30 Rock, and then Today Show is on NBC. So, they're, I mean, that guy that ushered them out of the Today Show is like, Thank you, survivors. So Thank funny. Thank you, survivors. Because you know that's probably how it really is. Like, great, f- so happy we had you. Okay, bye. Yeah, the fakest nice. Take your gift bag. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. D- don't forget your new gift bag on the way to Dernsville. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was surprised by the beginning of the episode how quickly they went from they're in a cult and they're out. Like, yeah. I kind of thought that the first episode was going to be... When I, when I heard that the concept of the show was Ellie Kemper's in a cult, and now she's experiencing life for the first time outside of it. I thought it was going to be like, oh, a whole episode in the cult, get to know it. But it seems like we're going to get to know the cult throughout the series as there are flashbacks. Right. And it seemed like she was never even necessarily a believer in the cult. She was just stuck under there. Mm-hmm. Like when they did the flashbacks and she was listening to his sermons and she was doubting everything. So I don't even know, as long, unless they keep the other characters around, which I imagine they will. I wanted to watch all of them and I didn't. But I imagine if they keep them all around, then we'll learn about the cult more so through them rather than Ellie Kemper as much. What did you think of the intro, Danica? 
it's really obnoxiously catchy. <laughs> that song is stuck in my head for life. And I have to confess, I tried not to binge watch, but it happened. So, you know, I'm going to do my best to <laughs> okay. stay on point with this first episode. But I couldn't help it when it's on Netflix. It's just so easy to get on a roll. And totally. I'm sure... You guys watching at home can feel the same. I'm sure if you yeah. have snuck ahead. And H- Hannah and I only watched the pilot, but I have a feeling if you're watching this after show, you've probably already watched more than we have. Or the whole thing. Maybe yeah. even twice. And I don't blame you. A, show, a half hour comedy is so easy to breeze through. And yes. it's kind of nice. You know, it's like you, if you just need a little quick fix of something to watch, like that's perfect right. for it. But it's also super easy to binge watch. Yeah. I chose not to continue watching because I knew I would get confused here right now. Right. I didn't. I had to but go I back really and wish I could have. Like, yeah. Don't talk about this yet. Yeah. Right? I wanted to so bad, especially with it just being like a half hour, well, actually like 25 minutes mm-hmm. because it doesn't have the commercial stuff. And it's just so funny. It's easy to watch. Mm-hmm. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. Uh, I'm jealous of all of you. you guys didn't know, this is the super fan network, so we're really big fans of the show. Appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, but so the another thing that cracked me up about the show was I didn't realize the intro was the intro until it was done when it was this auto-tuned neighbor talking about a crazy white guy and his cult and the what do you say women are strong as hell that's that's what yes. he says over and over and over so when I first heard that I was like that sounds familiar and then I remembered like Maybe four years ago, three years ago, there was something on the internet called The Bedroom Intruder, and it was this guy who was interviewed on a local news station about, like, a rapist, and he was just very animated about it. And someone else took that footage and auto-tuned it and remixed it to make it uh, a music video, and it ended up going viral. And then uh, I just watched it back, and it's like, it's so similar to this intro. So I feel I love that Tina is tipping her hat to viral right. videos from four years ago. You saw that one, and I saw the sweet brown one. Yep. That ain't nobody got time for that. I completely yep. forgot about the one that you had thought of and thought of a different one. And yeah. I, but I was like, imme- immediately went back and started watching that video. It was cracking, cracking me up. And I love yeah. that she did that too. I didn't realize it was the intro either until the second time I went back to watch the episode, and then I was like, oh. We actually never had an intro on the show. This must be the intro. I mean, since I snuck ahead, I know, but they really (laughs) seamlessly, like, put that in Uh the pilot where it was part of the story explaining how she got out and went straight into the episode leading into New York. And then when I saw the other episodes, I was like, wow, that was the intro? I didn't even realize that, but that song's going to be stuck in my head for the rest of my life. It's going through my head right now. I'm trying really hard to not forget. I don't know the words. What are the next words after I'm I don't even know. <laughs> I've watched the pilot like four times in a row and I cannot tell you any word except unbreakable. <laughs> but that's what makes her that's brilliant because she used something that got in everybody else's head through these old um, mixed remix news feeds and did that yeah. as her theme so now it's automatically going to be yeah. In everyone's head. It's catchy. It's funny. And, and she's brilliant. That's I just love making yeah. fun of viral videos. I love it. The internet is laughing at itself. It's good <laughs> Good to know. Um, so the, the sisters are released from the cult, and then they're on the Today Show. And uh, we get to know the sisters a little bit. Are, well... Do we call them sisters? Are they they refer to each other as sisters, right? I believe so. No, the mole woman cult. Yeah, well, I'm just trying <laughs> to think of what what um, Kimmy refers to them as. Just her fellow prisoners. <laughs> I think sisters. I think sisters. Yeah, is right. Yeah. I think so. 
So there's Cindy. She has braces. She's a grown Still. woman. Her teeth look great. So I think right. it's time for the braces to come off. <laughs> there's um, there's Kimmy, played by Ellie Kemper. There's Gretchen. The she's not exactly the smartest one. Yep. Uh, and she actually w- willingly joined the cult. A little too gullible. Yeah, <laughs> and then tried to marry Matt Lauer quickly after. Yeah, she wasn't the she wasn't the, the smartest. It seems like she's been a little too brainwashed by this cult thing because she just thought she was assigned to Matt Lauer. <laughs> and then the maid. Yeah, Donna Maria. <laughs> she used to work for Happy Maids. See Happy Maids. That's her her only response. I love it. Uh, and and then <laughs> they're on the Today Show, and Gretchen gets an ambush makeover. <laughs> Which made her just look like a little tramp afterwards when she was done. I was like, what kind of makeover is this? She had on, like, a smock beforehand, and now she's got this, like, short red dress and this haircut. Yeah, Correct she now. definitely looked like a hooker. Like, she was wearing a wig to, like, conceal her real identity. <laughs> but I, she loved it. Like, did you see her expressions oh, as yeah. she was coming out? Like, oh, that looks good. I mean, if I was trapped underground for 15 years and they put that on me, I'd be happy to. It's like, please give me a makeover. I look like I'm from the 1800s in this outfit. Help. (laughs) They did, and their dresses in the cult, they look like they're, uh, like, in the little house on the prairie. Yeah. (laughs) But I feel like when we watch real news stories about people from cults getting broken out, I feel like that's what I'm seeing the women looking like. Am I wrong? Yes. No, no, I no, you're not wrong. I can't pinpoint on an exact cult case because there's a handful that have happened in this world. But why are all these culty girls wearing these weird Little House on the Prairie dresses? Laura Ingalls didn't start a cult. Maybe because so weird. they're all run by men who can't sew, yeah. so he's yeah. putting potato sacks on them and calling it a day. And it just doesn't yeah, here, make take sense, this. the story. It's like, creepy guy with a van lures these young children in that are in, like, eighth grade to join this cult, and you think it's going to be, like, some creepy thing. And then he has not dressed like that? It's yeah. like, I thought he'd be a little pervier or something. Well, Maybe and- he's a prude creep. And another another kicker to go back to the very beginning of the episode. They're celebrating Christmas, so why did he lie to them about what? I guess maybe he had to lie to them about what day it was in order for them to believe the apocalypse happened, like to make them think they were in like a, f- a month or two ahead. I I guess I don't know the deets on the actual kidnapping. We haven't seen that yet. Hopefully, yeah. we'll see that in flashbacks. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if they just kind of take it full on New York and do kind of like. I, I feel like everyone loves the adult that acts like a child, like New Girl and <laughs> Elf, and, and like New Girl, Elf, and Thirty Rock. If those shows like had a baby, it'd be this show. I feel like you're right. That's actually exactly why I love Ellie Kemper because I feel like she is lovable. She's kind of like a little kid, but she's still yes. like a gr- a grown woman. She can like revert to that adult when she needs to. So it's either going to be like the adult that's like a child adventuring the crazy New York City jungle or it's going to be flashing back all the time to the cult, which I think would be interesting because I'm like, what the hell was going on in there? Right, right. Yes. I do want to understand that Christmas thing too. I actually didn't even think about it or try to figure out why they were doing that. I wonder yeah. if it's like a ritual thing that they do. I don't Maybe know. That it's Their not Christmas even like a songs holiday. were weird. It was like uh, uh, apocalypse, apocalypse. We caused it with our dumbness. That's That's going to be my new Christmas song. Right? Coming holiday season, I will sing that. We'll go caroling. Yeah. Perfect. (laughs) People will call 911 on us if we sing that. Um, So after the Today Show, they're back in their shuttle, and they're going to the airport, and they're headed to Durnsville, but Kimmy is having second thoughts. She doesn't think she can go back to Indiana, which 
it's funny to me how those women are just like, oh, I guess I'll just uh, I'll go back to Dernsville where I was kidnapped. It's perfectly fine to go back there, right? Listen, I don't think they have any awareness of how to socialize <laughs> in the world. So I know. sure, just take them back. It's poor girls to their parents. I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know how that works either. I know if I got that huge wad of cash, I'd be in Hawaii or California, yeah. not where is it, Indiana? <laughs> yeah, not in Dernsville, Indiana. Certainly not there. I would be. Uh, I would actually probably be blowing it like on Amazon. And <laughs> You'd be clothes. in New York buying candy, yeah. like Kimmy. I would be Kimmy, <laughs> skipping around. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So Kimmy jumps out of the shuttle. She's like, "I gotta stay here." Cindy is like, "All right." A, I was your secret Santa, take your present, and B, here's your mole fund money, which, holy crap, we don't learn until later, but they got a shit ton of money. Yeah, She right? had, what, $13,000? Yes. And I kept wondering, shouldn't there be somebody, like, kind of, like, taking care of them when they first get all of this money and be like, okay, you need to open a bank account, like, this is what we do, I'm gonna walk you through this, get you in contact with family members. Nope. Not, not in Tina Fey's world. Nope. There's no responsibility in this land. Uh, and then she goes on a shopping montage like we talked about. She eats a ton of candy. She's she's like a little kid. So uh, I loved her shoes. They're like those light-up Skechers. I legit I want, want some of those. <laughs> yeah. I have looked for light-up shoes for, I'm not kidding, like the past five years, and I've decided that I just have to go buy kid ones in like a size five. She yeah, was, why don't they have them for adults? They should. I don't know. Uh, but clearly Skechers. they do. Those had to be adult ones, right? I don't know, but if there's someone who works for Skechers that is watching, you have three potential customers. Yes. If you <laughs> if you distribute that product, I want them size eight for women. So over bad. Here. I was so Velcro. jealous. And when she was like running yeah. down the street with that man, and they were just lighting up, I was like, "That is my dream. That is my dream." She I looked want those like a, she was dressed like how I imagine I was dressed in kindergarten. You know, hot pink pants, right? Neon yellow, like stack of little bracelets that she made. I'm like, when did she have time to make those bracelets? (laughs) She making those in those that van. I loved when she was trying to use the automatic sink and the paper towel dispenser, and she was like, "Ah!" like just like way too excited about it. Threw her head back like a level ten of happiness. Oh, it cracked me up. Even on the subway. You know, who would have thought that the subway could be so fun? Wee! <laughs> you never really see people that happy on the subway no, in New York. Never. I can tell you that. So then she realizes she needs to find somewhere to live. She finds an apartment ad in a magazine. Uh, and she meets Lillian, played by Carol Kane. The yes. little awesome. old hilarious landlord who's just chilling on her stoop. And um, she has a tenant named Titus who just isn't paying his rent. So she meets Titus and he is... Not a not having it, but then Kimmy doesn't have a job either, so it's like, why are you here? So she tries to get a job with the mother of the little boy who she cut stealing candy. Which what a good citizen to but like to chase a child home. <laughs> yeah, stranger danger. Creepy. Yeah, stranger, stranger danger, danger is right. Come totally then. creepy. I guess uh, <laughs> she didn't learn what creepy was when she was underground. Everything was probably creepy, so she had no idea what was and wasn't. <laughs> so funny. I loved that interaction when uh, when Kimmy is talking to Jane Krakowski's character name, uh, Jacqueline, Jacqueline is her name, and <laughs> she's like, Buckley, get in here, you know I can't go outside, and then Kimmy notices the portrait behind her and says, is that your reverend? <laughs> and she's like, did he peel your face? <laughs> like, she's suddenly a spokesperson to help women who are in cults. She's right. like, do you need help? <laughs> I'll help you. Jacqueline's crying. I do need help. Yes. Uh, Jane Krakowski, like, she she knocks that character out of the park, just like we said in in 30 Rock. She was kind of, her character, Jenna was kind of like that. 
very not on our normal humans plane. She's definitely, like, her head is in the clouds. She was actually my favorite character on 30 Rock. I would crack up when she came on. She's just this really obnoxious, dramatic actress that very full she's herself. so cool mm-hmm. and, you know, so full of herself. And this character, you know, she has the older husband. She's obviously a gold digger, <laughs> super shallow once again, and she's so yeah. good at that character. Yeah, but funny. when they first meet, immediately... She was like asking about that paperwork, about like the disclosure agreement or oh, the something NDA, like that. Yeah. The NDA. And I thought that was really funny because it's like, okay, she wants her not to tell anything because she wants her husband to die and to take all his money, right. or because she's such a horrible mom. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I like that She joke, does though. want that boy's birthday cake to be paleo. I know. And then yeah, tells that was him, so funny. This isn't your worst birthday. Your worst birthday was when you kicked me in the genitals. <laughs> God. So sad. <laughs> oh, I love Jay Krakowski. She's so spot on with being that egotistical, like oblivious person. With her diet water, she like takes <laughs> it out of the fridge and throws it in the trash. It's like, what are you doing? And she doesn't like overly play her comedy, I feel like. I feel like she just naturally lets it happen, just kind of like delivers her line and plays and the she's character. Spot on. Yeah, she really is, mm-hmm. rather than trying to like push everything. She's hilarious. So once Kimmy's got a job. She's on top of the world, goes back to get that apartment, and uh, Lillian's like, all right, you can you can room with Titus, and he shows her a closet that turns out to be her bedroom, and, you know, if I saw that, I would cry, but she was like, oh my god, it's so big! There's two, it's like two Cindy's by a Gretchen! Uh, and that's when, that's when uh, she's about to reveal to Titus... That she was one of the mole women. But she, first she says, the truth is I'm from Indiana. And then he stops her. He's like, oh, <laughs> that explains, that explains everything. why you're basic. <laughs> I love that. I feel like when I first moved to L.A., I had a moment like that. Where I was talking to a guy at the grocery store, and I had been in L.A. for four months. And he saw my license, uh, my driver's license said I was from Wisconsin. And he goes, how long have you been here? And I was like, oh, a while. Like, no, four, like four months. And he was like. Oh. <laughs> Fresh off the boat. He literally, and then I was like so excited talking to him. I dropped my bottle of wine and it shattered on the floor and I had like wine all over no. my foot. Yeah, and he was like, uh, okay, let's let's take a step back here. Calm down. <laughs> it was, poor little Kylie, lost in Los Angeles. <laughs> dropping so wine on her foot. Um, but uh, Titus, oh my God, what a character. I love so him. So funny. Very over the top yes. and hilarious. And he's really talented. He's a yeah. musical theater performer. I think he sang in The Little Mermaid on Broadway. And really? Yeah, he's that really talented. Oh, that's and his name in real life is Titus. Yes. Titus, uh, Titus Burgess is his real name. Titus Andromedon or Ronald Wilkerson. I was going to say, what was his original character's name? Okay. Ronald Wilkerson. Yeah, I mean, you can just tell by his speaking voice that, like, Boy can sing. Oh, yeah. And uh, I know I'm jumping ahead a bit, but when Kimmy tells him that she lost all the money in her backpack and it was 13 grand and he sings the Jennifer Hudson, no, 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 no way. I was like, woo! Okay, give me more of that. They even, like, ended the episode where they're singing Lion King (laughs) in front of, you know, all the Broadway marquees in the middle of Times Square. And so 
I'm excited they're incorporating a little musical theater right? attributes and her, here like, and pulling the Macarena thing in it. I'm like, good job, because nobody knows the words ever. Like, <laughs> wait, when did she do the Macarena? At the club? She, no, she was saying that while they were singing the, uh, oh, Lion King oh, song, because she didn't know the words. She was like, Hina Macarena. <laughs> That's what she was saying. Yeah, oh, was that is good. Me. That is some song. I mean, gold. I sure don't know the words either. It probably right kind to of that or the Macarena, so <laughs> just throw them together as one. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> that was so. Oh, I love this show. I realize I skipped ahead, but there's the scene where after they become roommates, Titus and Kimmy go to the club, and it's Kimmy's first time drinking and clubbing. Well, and her dance and alcohol were is, great. Yeah, she was. It's all about the butt. Next time Absolutely. I go to the club, I want some light up shoes like that. I'm I gonna wear that outfit, down. and I'm gonna take a backpack and put it around my ankle. <laughs> I'm gonna chug alcohol because it's so good. <laughs> Don't you guys remember doing that though? I used to actually put my backpack around my ankle. No, why would yeah, you put your backpack? Or my on purse your ankle? if I ever put it down and I was in a crowded place. Something I I swear I'd put it around my ankle. I feel like that's a good way to a someone would trip over it and hurt themselves. Or Absolutely. B, let it get stolen. Like what happens to Kimmy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why did you put it around your ankle? I thought I mean, it was so weird. Holding onto it, then nobody else could touch it. But it was still on the floor, and yeah. I, I could like move my upper body. I just feel like. Freely. School floors are so dirty, and then you get this dirt on your. Uh, I don't care. I will oh, sit boy. on any floor. Well, a girl that crazy needs a fanny pack. I think she's she gonna does. lose even a purse. Even if I'm surprised she didn't have a fanny pack. That would have been even more suitable for her. And she doesn't even understand the value of that money. Because if you no. get, you know thrown into some cult seventh or eighth grade i sure didn't know yeah you know the value of money and rent and everything then especially in new york everything's so expensive so she just you know loses it or the common sense to not keep thirteen thousand dollars on your purse yeah (laughs) right not the wisest maybe invest in a lockbox immediately after getting an apartment (laughs) <laughs> I love that within no time she's a knockout at the bars and a guy's trying to kiss her too. Oh yes. I want to see potential love interests. Well yes. Titus. <laughs> well I've like no he's we're not into her. <laughs> but I have like tried to I obviously haven't seen all the episodes but did look up the cast list and I can't remember his name at the moment. Last name Campbell. I don't know whatever his oh. name is. But he was on um that oh. shoot well, now I'm just going to fail because I can't remember the name of the show. Oh, that... I see John Hamm. Oh, he's the voice of Richard Wayne, Gary Wayne. I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. IMDb, the more you know. I okay, should well, now I have to... If we're all on IMDb... Wow. <laughs> I'm learning so much that I thought oh, I already knew everything. It's but... Adam Campbell, who was on... Shoot. Adam. Shoot. Uh-oh. Shoot. Yeah, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Everybody, wait! I'm getting it. He was in the date movie. He was <laughs> the in, date movie. He was just on the. Oh, shoot. Are you talking about actor Adam Campbell from yes. Epic Movie? Yes. He has the same birthday as me, and he's British. Well, yes. I've never seen. <laughs> I this didn't man know the before. birthday thing, but I knew he was British. He was just on another up on. No, okay, <laughs> it's still not the show I'm thinking date of, and movie. I can't find it. So I give up. He does parody movies. That's what you're going to get. No, there was another one, but now I can't find it, and I just give up. But I love him, and I think he's really funny and super attractive, and I think that's going to be her love interest. You can't tell me, but it is, isn't it? So I am. My lips are sealed. I won't ruin anything. The five-year engagement? Is that what you're talking about? No. He's in that, too. It was just... It's the most recent Stupid. one. Stupid. Oh, I love it. He's on NCIS. The uh, lady that plays their landlord. Okay. I oh, it's mixology is what I'm thinking in of. In so many different things, but 
Princess Bride. Any of you a fan? Yes. Where she's like, humpadink. Yes. Humpadink, I, humpadink, humpadink. <laughs> I had to... I haven't seen The Princess Bride since what? I was... Very um, young. Classic. I, I I've seen ever. it, but I do not I remember it. And I feel like an bad. a-hole that I can't make like <laughs> reference it. But I know that she was in it. So now that I've seen how funny Carol Kane is on this show... I'm going to rewatch the movie. Yeah, when I saw her, I was just like, yes, Princess Bride. Like, I mean, it was so long ago when they filmed right. that. And I immediately recognized her from that because I loved that movie growing up. She's got great one-liners. Like, well, they, they all do. What am I saying? But when, when she comes back from the club, when Kimmy comes back from the club, Lillian sees her and goes, one night stand, too? <laughs> <laughs> Me, too? Just sat down. Like, <laughs> This feels wrong, you know. <laughs> so how great. weird that your landlord is like high fiving you for stumbling home late at night, right? <laughs> and I feel like that lady has just stopped aging. Like she, is she looks the same. She looks the exact same. Like from from the Princess Bride. That's what like I was saying, like immediately, I was like Princess Bride, and I'm wow. like, it's been like what twenty years yeah. or something. Same and hair, same face. Definitely not lost her wit. Like. Wow. Looks the exact same, seems the exact same, seems just as much aware as she was then, and awesome. So, Kimmy gets fired from her job, obviously, because she lost her money, and she, she was trying to find it, she didn't make it to work on time, didn't bake that paleo birthday cake for Buckley. Somehow, she had three strikes, she didn't even know she had two. So, she got fired, walks home, Titus finds out that she's actually in a cult, and is like, okay, go back to Indiana, and she's like, I'm on my way, you're right, this is the worst. And then of all the things to inspire her, it's a rat in a garbage. I know. But I thought it was so funny because at the beginning of the episode when she gets out of the car and the one girl is like, we're garbage. And she turns around and does the, yeah, does the funniest inflection. She's like, we're not garbage. Um, and so then for her to see that rat, it just made me laugh anyways because it went back to that. I, I loved it. That was uh, is what I'm getting at. I I like that she was a, f- a feisty cult woman and calls out her cult leader for right. lying about the apocalypse and saying, I thought you said all the living things were dead. Then what is this rat doing in the air filter? So, <laughs> seems like she was the smarty of the group. Yes. Sadly. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, she's like as smart as like a 12-year-old. She has a middle school education. And I'm not saying that's dumb, but... In New York, you need a little more than that. <laughs> well, and having the energy of someone that age alone is really extreme, but she's also been pent up in this, like, cage, basically, yeah. for years, so she's, like, years. running all over, being crazy. Of course, she's <laughs> losing her dance for backpack. The club. Can you blame her? She's got a lot going on. She doesn't know not to bring a backpack to the club with $13,000. You live and you learn. Common sense <laughs> isn't so common. Nope. <laughs> it's true. Not with Kimmy. <laughs> So she decides to stay, and she finds Titus doing his robot thing on Times Square, convinces him that he can eventually get into the the Lion King, and they're going to do it together, and the show ends with them holding hands, singing the circle of life. I loved it. I loved it, too. And her just, like, singing out, really, it was like a musical star, just like, okay, I won't do impressions, (laughs) I'm going to stop now, but it cracked me up. Before we started the show, I was talking about how Ellie Kepper reminds me of that girl in high school. I mean, I went to an arts high school, so it's a little false sense of reality. But, mm-hmm. like, the musical theater girl that's super excited and, hey, guys, want to hear me sing? Yeah. I'm here to perform. And, right. like, I think that's, like, such a good 
part for her to play this because she reminds me of like that kind of person totally. in general, just over the top. But it's good because she's playing basically a little kid. Yeah, I love it. I uh, I am a pretty big Ellie Kemper fan, but um, I've noticed, and I was telling you girls a little bit about this before we started our after show that uh, people. Uh, this is a very broad generalization of the maybe 10 people I've talked to about this, but the people that are really <laughs> big fans of the show happen to be big fans of the show because they are either super big Tina Fey fans or super big Ellie Kemper fans. And then the people that aren't crazy about the show aren't as crazy about Ellie Kemper and don't find her as funny or as adorable as I'm obsessively yeah. finding with her. So uh, I think it's a great show, but it's definitely, it's it's got a... It's got its own flavor, and it's similar to Thirty Rock. So if those aren't your, if that show wasn't your cup of tea, if The Office wasn't your cup of tea, probably not going to like the show. But those shows were hit shows, so I have a feeling this is going to crush. Absolutely, it seems like there's already season two filming in the works, which is super exciting. Uh, but I'm only into the pilot, so I should probably watch a little more before I start thinking about another season. Uh, <laughs> before. Before we wrap this up, should we make predictions? You can't make any. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But You're I'm here up. as a guest host. You guys go All ahead. Right. I don't want to ruin anything. Yeah, let's let's do it. Um, oh, listen to that. Spooky. Uh, all right, Hannah. What are your predictions? I only predict about that love interest, dude. Because I can't... I, I don't know what to predict with, like, comedies sometimes because it's just... Uh, it's more so like the funny joke after funny joke rather than like an actual plot line that I'm interested in, you know what I mean? Yeah. But um so the only thing I'll predict is that Adam Campbell, whatever his character's name is on the show, I don't know, that will be her love interest and he'll help guide her in the new world through New York City in that crazy jungle. I don't know what to predict because I feel like because this is such a silly concept it, they've created their own bizarre world that literally anything can happen. Exactly. Uh, I'm going to predict that she gets her job back with Jacqueline. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Because otherwise, why would she be introduced in the pilot? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my stellar and prediction. Do you want to even make some predictions? Well, Jacqueline is just fabulous. Yeah. So I'm like, they can't take her off. Right. You know, she's like, in my opinion, like holding the show. But I haven't honestly been the biggest Ellie Kemper fan. And I think, and for those of you at home that aren't the biggest fan of hers as well, this show, I predict, will make you become a bigger fan. I think she's going to grow on me more and more. And, of course, that's because I love Tina. Her writing's amazing. She's got some good lines. But I think seeing her acting. and Yeah. It's cool seeing her in a lead role for once as well. Right. She's She's been a great supporting character in a lot of stuff. But I was going to say, this is her time to shine as a leading yeah, She's leading got the spotlight lady. on. I also just really quickly wanted yeah. to say something about the reference to the Amelia Bedelia oh, at the yeah. very end. Because did anybody else love those Amelia Bedelia books? <laughs> yes, <growing> yes <laughs> absolutely. Okay, great. She, That's all Amelia I Amelia Bedelia was crazy. <laughs> I just out. remember there was like one book where she was like sweeping the sidewalk or the street in the in traffic. I don't know right? why. That's all I remember. Yeah. Amelia Bedelia was nuts. And to like draw the drapes and she actually like drew the drapes or something. I don't know. I loved Amelia Bedelia. <laughs> Poor Amelia. Poor Ki- poor Kimmy Schmidt, actually. <laughs> it's been a rough first day in New York for her. But I'm so excited to watch the next episode. Yeah. So this should be a fun show to continue, re- continue recapping. Uh, where can everybody at home find you on social media, Hannah? 
You all can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the Hotshot Dude. And you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Danica Kennedy. Follow me on Twitter at the Kylie Hodges and on Instagram just at Kylie Hodges. Thank you guys so much for watching. We are very excited to meet you here again next week to recap episode two of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Thanks for watching. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz oh, buzz you later! later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.